Hi, this is Kara Kading, and as part of the Milliger family, I'd love to introduce you to our new podcast. Everything we do here at Milliger's is done to enhance the lifestyle of our customers. Our products and services add beauty and enjoyment and just make life a little more rewarding. We are first and foremost growers, and one of the things we do best is to open a world of beauty to people through plants. And plants enrich our lives in so many ways, from cleaning our air to making everyone feel better. And everything else that we do or sell gradually evolved from our wanting people to feel better and enjoy life. Welcome back to our podcast, and it is so exciting to be able to do this with you. I'm here with my mom, Chris, and uh, I don't call you Chris. I call you mom. Thanks for that. But yes, I'll always call you mom. I'm the only 44-year-old person that's yelling across the greenhouse, mom. But I mean, you know it's me, right? Well, so anyways, it is the first day of summer here at Milliger's. This is such a great feeling. This weather, I mean, it's been a little bit unusual how cool I think it's been. But to me, that feels absolutely wonderful because it's the perfect gardening weather. Yeah, it's been perfect for planting. And many people aren't finished yet. There's always one more. There's always one more container. There's always a little bare spot somewhere. Yeah, I just bought a gardenia bush. So now I have to buy a pot. And that I just, this year, we, I don't know, all our containers got filled up so fast. And I realized I didn't have a gardenia. And I'm like, this is so sad. I always have a gardenia. And I just love that smell. And so now I have it. Got a little more gardening to do. But I do like kind of enjoying that continuous gardening feeling where there's, like you said, there's always one more or maybe someone needs to be replaced. Well, there there is that. I mean, we've had, for a while, we had really cool weather and the little amount of rain we had was a driving rain and windy and a lot of it was it was hard on the plants right and so I wouldn't lose heart if things haven't really developed quite as you anticipated just yet well especially the tropicals the nights have been cool and the, the plants haven't come into their own. It certainly is more of a July thing. And so we don't want anyone to lose heart or to give up on anything, but they need to be fertilizing and they need to be, at this point, even watching for insects because they are, they are out in force this year. Mm-hmm. Some years are worse than others, and this one of those years. Well, and when you talk about fertilizer, I think it's important for people to know that here at Milliger's, all of our plants are on what's called a constant feed which means that every time we water, they're getting fed. You know, each time we water, a lot of, most things get watered every day. So they're used to that continuous nutrition. So sometimes when people bring their plants home and they'll say to me, well, they don't look the same anymore. And I ask them what fertilizer are they using? And they say, I'm just giving them water. So you think about what you would look like if I just gave you water. I mean, of course you would not look like the same person. So when we talk about fertilizer, how I mean, obviously that's important, but how often do you recommend we do that? I think, first of all, many people, as you say, aren't doing anything. So let's just start with once a week. Let's hope that people can use a liquid feed once a week. That would be amazing. That would just be phenomenal. Now, the calibration is such that you could pretty much fertilize every time you watered, but that's expecting a lot, and I think most people won't do that. But the kind of results you would have from one time per week, maybe every Saturday morning or whatever, that would give you phenomenal results. And that's in addition to, sometimes people will say, well, I bought the potting soil that already has the fertilizer in it. Isn't that good enough? There is such a small amount in anybody's potting soil that it's really 
not worth very much. You can use things like Osmocode or Shake and Feed or any of the granules, and they last, well, about three months, but there is also nothing like the addition of a liquid. And so to use the two in concert is the best of both worlds. Okay. Yes, I totally agree. I mean, a liquid feed is so wonderful because the plant can take it right up through the roots and it's starting to really benefit from it right away. When you're talking about a fertilizer, is there one specific, I mean, there's all sorts of different ones for flowering plants and geraniums and acid loving and tomatoes and Well, technically speaking, yes, there are. But if you want to invest in just one, the one that is the family favorite probably is the one for geraniums and patio plants. That is... From um, Elgo Plus. Right. Yeah. You know, one of those bottles will make 100 gallons, which is probably what you need for the whole summer. Some people are very diligent and they go through several bottles, but it is very economical. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I just find that it's so easy to use too. And there's a lot of trace minerals in there and things that the plant benefits from. When you talked about insects and the fact that they're out in full force, which it's such a bummer that we're not in the Garden of Eden, but what are some things that we can do to prevent bugs? I can't even guess how many plants I have out in the yard. And then my husband, Dan, said, oh, by the way, our, our mandevilla have aphids. I said, what? I mean, how <laughs> could they? I mean, they've been out in the yard for quite a while, right. and they've been absolutely fine. And then all of a sudden, we have two plants, and I have many mandevilla in the yard, but just two, for some reason, have have aphids. So there is almost any contact killer will work. And so there are organic ones and there are, we can use neem oil. You can use a product called eight, which is the new version of that used to be called seven. Now we're moving up to eight. Yeah. So now we have eight. It's a little bit better than seven. Sounds good Um, to me. And, you know, every company makes something as an insect killer, whether it's for Japanese beetle or aphids or mites or whatever. We had, um, we had uh, what are they, the spider mites, and that eight worked overnight. I mean, it worked so quickly. Yeah. And so these are all contact killers, and you have to be sure that you spray the underside of the leaf as well as all the stems. But then in a day, all those animals, even though they're still on the plant, they are not living. So then you can spray it off with a full force hose, and whatever's left, then you can respray. You can keep spraying. You can spray every three or four days for a little bit to have it under control. So it's not the end of the world to have a bug. It's like having a fruit fly. I mean, you know that all of a sudden, if you have fruit lying around on the counter in your kitchen, you can one morning wake up and then you have fruit flies. And nobody exactly knows where they came from or whatever. (laughs) They drive me crazy. Yeah, but that is a fruit that is in decline. It is probably rotting right on the counter. So the same thing is true in the garden. Plants that are under stress are the ones that bugs seek out. So these are plants very often that dry out. So watering, you're saying, is very important. Right. So (laughs) there are certain certain plants that are more susceptible and that it just happens. But luckily, we have a cure. I mean, it isn't as if it's, oh, poor us, we can't do anything. We, we have something that works instantly. And in addition to the contact killer, you can also apply a liquid or a granule right in the container that works its way up through the system of the plant so that any chewing and sucking insects will die. So that is, one of them is a product called 12-month protect and feed. 
So we use this at home in our foliage plants and things so that we never have any bugs indoors. And So do you think that's a good preventative? I mean, something just Absolutely. To- just to put in with your mandevilla right when you're planting. Right. I think that's a great thing. And it's, you know, the directions on there for in-ground, right, in the garden or Actually in, a, in container. a container. Yeah, in a five-gallon container, you use like a teaspoon or two per gallon of water and one and done. It's amazing. It's Yeah, that is just a great preventative just so that you don't have to, you aren't dealing with a problem later, you know. And it's protecting and it's also feeding. Correct. Right, and it's available for roses, and I mean, because it's no fun when, once you've had some leaf damage from an insect, right. then you can't really undo that part. You know, you can right. get rid of the insect, but. This way, you never have that distorted leaf damage. Well, and then when you talk about avoiding the stress on the plant and how important watering is, what would you say are just some great tips for success when you are watering? Well, first, water in the morning. Water when the plant is anticipating the need for the day. Because if the plant is under stress all day long and all dried out and wilted, and you come home for work at 5 or 6 o'clock, and then you water it, then it has to unwilt, basically. You know, it has to come back up. And so we were going to try to prevent that. Not only that, but we have more diseases developing from watering at night or watering, and the foliage is wet going into the evening. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, particularly for trees, shrubs, evergreens, and lawns, is to water thoroughly, I mean really thoroughly, and then let it dry out slightly. Because when you water just a little bit every day, then all the roots stay at the top surface, and they never work their way down into the lower levels of the soil where the moisture is. So the plant never gets that strength. And that's when we have disease developing in the lawns and roots not ever developing and not ever growing down into to reach for the moisture that's below. That's easily doable. So watering, fertilizer, is there any other general care or things that people can do for their plants to make sure that they're staying healthy? I mean, I love being in the garden at night, you know, just kind of putzing around or in the morning with a coffee. And I don't know if everyone else calls it deadheading or is it just us? No, I think that's, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a well, band. grooming. I like grooming. to call it All grooming. Right. Yeah. I like grooming like, better. Yeah. All right. So when I drive around town, I always think, oh, that plant is really in the wrong spot. I mean, the other day I was driving along and I saw a container of petunias in deep shade. I mean, it will never get any sun. And I thought, well, yes, this is going to stretch and it's going to be a little bit leggy, Mm -hmm. not as many blooms as it should have, not ever developing to be the plant it wants to be. And there are typical examples of that. Or plants in, in hot sun and you realize that they, they're, they're not meant to be to tolerate that. We should get you some little cards that when you oh, see the, that, the, yeah, the plant police, yeah. and you could just yeah. pull over and stick a little recommendation, yeah, like, yeah. like doctor's orders. I have orders. some advice for you. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe you would appreciate that. Maybe you'd be offended. I don't know, but... Well, the nice thing about container gardening is that if a plant isn't doing quite what you expected, maybe... It's the location, and maybe it has to move to, to the other side of the house or or to rethink it for the following year. But you'd be surprised how many people come into the greenhouse and they don't know what direction their house faces. 
So they aren't sure how, or if how it gets sun or not. Yeah, I mean, sometimes even if it is like, let's just say on the south side of the house or the west side, but they're putting it underneath an overhang or underneath a tree, you know, they need, mm-hmm. you need really need to think about and kind of look out there and see what the light exposure is. <laughs> or you just plant a begonia. Well, yeah, there are, are. Yeah, there's some plants that what I call love you back because they'll grow anywhere. They'll grow in full sun to full shade. And if you make a mistake or whatever it is there, they're there to help you out and keep blooming no matter what. Well, the good news is at Milliger's here, we're not going anywhere. We're here all summer and we have a whole fresh crop of summer annuals that look amazing. So if you did the wrong thing or somebody died in the combo, you don't have to look at that dead plant all summer long. Just right. Well, it used to be that, you know, in the 60s, we would pretty much close up. And we did not reopen until we started selling fall evergreens and things and mums in So Milligers, you guys sold all your plants and then you're just... Put a little yeah, it was sign a nice outside. little vacation. In I the can't summer. even imagine. Yeah. Months. What did you do? Well, <laughs> swim. <laughs> Went to the beach. But we realized since we are a plantsman, we care about our customers and their needs and are sensitive to the fact that there's always, like we said, one more one more container to fill or something to repair or replace, or there's a party coming and you want to add some things and make it a little more special. So so we have a fresh summer crop that we are just introducing right now. We have things on sale right now, of course, but we also have a fall crop coming right behind our summer crop. So we have... Everything's always fresh. We have our fall mums are in our greenhouse. Poinsettias have already been there rooting in our Dutch greenhouse right now. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's always a change of season. So we're always anticipating what's next and looking for great foliage plants. And I I think that's one of the most interesting things to employ in your garden, is particularly in the shady areas, is to use any of the indoor foliage plants that can be moved in later and there's such a study in texture and leaf shape and irrigation and then on the other end of the spectrum are all the amazing succulents that we have right now and talk about a carefree garden I mean it's like okay we're we're just going to plant this and let nature take its course with whatever rain happens yeah it's amazing so much fun and like you said when you get to mix either those foliage plants together or the succulents together and seeing that size color texture and shape it's really fun to play with and something that can be brought I mean the succulents too can be brought indoors right and we're already planning our fall container classes and I can't tell you how many people came in this summer and said oh I was at your workshop or I was I, mm-hmm. I did the basket class or I did the succulent class I made the turtle I did this you know and it, it is so much fun and it is entertainment for one thing and it's a nice night out but then at least you end up with a great project right right some I mean we always guide people and then they've got something new and fresh to fresh to put out there but so let's get back to this so you guys were would close in the summer super jealous but what was it like then when you decided to be open all summer long well we really started to be open when I had my fruit stand how old were you 18 and my dad said well I was planning to go to college in the fall and looking for a way to generate some funds so 
He said he built a stand, built a fruit place to sell the fruit, and that was my job. And talk about work. I mean, I started every day at 7 o'clock at a wholesale fruit market and then in a route that I went to various farmers to pick up in season when the corn came in, when the peppers came in, when the strawberries, raspberries, whatever. And we didn't close until 9 o'clock at night. So then it took us till to put everything away till yeah. about 9.30. So every day was... 14, 15 hours, seven days a week. Goodbye, summer. <laughs> yeah, so then I had to go back to college to rest up. It was terrible. I mean, it was great. But people still talk about that fruit stand. Yeah. And well, that uh, was, the, I mean, the best selection. And, I mean, I know you learned a lot from having that fruit stand just as far as the display and conversations with customers and how important education is to help people and guiding them and making their decisions and well, I think anyone's first job, that wasn't my first job, of course, but I mean, when you are running it. Well, you had real um, like ownership of it. You had, yeah. to, you had to really learn how to talk to people, to be conversational with them and to care about, you know, what, what they needed or if they loved the peaches or if they were coming back every few days for tomatoes. And so I think that there was a real learning curve to understand that it isn't just how can I help you. It is, right. it is just... And building those relationships mm-hmm. and knowing what they're looking for, too. I'm sure that you had requests and then you would go find those products and you had eggs. Well, we had, for instance, we had like seven different kinds of plums. I haven't seen that hardly anywhere anymore. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, so <laughs> those kinds of things. And so we just tried to be, as we always do at Milligers, is try to be the best we can be. And so... The idea was to bring every kind of melon, every kind of, you know, we bought truckloads of watermelon. We'd buy 500 watermelon at a time. And so it was just a matter of bringing the best of the whole category to our customers. Yeah, absolutely. And so then when people were there, then they said, oh, by the way, I have this problem or I need some food or I need a bug killer or a a trowel or whatever. And so then... We'd have to go back from the fruit stand, which was out in the middle of the parking lot. We'd have to go back into the store, which was just that little tiny store that we had, and then help people. And it'd be running back and forth from from one to the other. And that's really when we realized that we needed to be open. For uh, for additional, right services Mm -hmm. and and gardening never ends i mean it's just it's the number one hobby in america i think for a reason and people just love to do that throughout the entire summer well there certainly is a satisfaction that comes from being with the earth kind of and helping things grow and nurturing things and the amazing thing to me is that that it is fun if you're five or 95 and i'm always amazed how many people here will come and select their plants, and they're in a walker or a wheelchair, or and yet this is what they choose to do. They could sit home and say, oh, poor me, or I'm just going to sit here and do a puzzle or something. But no, they're wanting... Hey, there's to, nothing wrong with a puzzle. Uh, yeah, puzzles are good. <laughs> we could do a whole podcast yeah. on puzzles. We're just ordering a whole bunch of new puzzles. There's a boatload of them coming. All of fall and Christmas is ordered, but oh, we're so excited. And, yeah. How many puzzles now do we have, do you think? I mean, different ones to choose from. I mean, one time I counted, I think we did a Facebook contest or something, and it was like 130 different styles. Well, we had the puzzle cap. <laughs> yeah. And I love those ones that are big floor puzzles for the kids. Yeah. There, there are those. And then so you start the kids early, and then you can do them forever. 
There are even puzzles that have, within the puzzle, there's a hard part on the one side and an easy part on the other, so the family can work together. What? Yeah. I did not know that. There's big pieces on the on the one side and littler pieces on the oh, other so it. that you could be with your children. Yeah, you go over there. Well, it is fun. I mean, that it's, it's such a great family time where you can sit there, and even if you're spending 15, 20 minutes of, of working on your puzzle, you can also have conversation and talk with your family and get frustrated together <laughs> on your puzzle. Okay, well, that was great, and I'm so excited for summer to begin now, and just really enjoy being here. Just today, I was walking around, I planted up a couple containers, and it feels amazing to be out there because the selection of plants is just incredible. I'm just amazed. Right, and they're all young and healthy. They are not overgrown and raggy looking or anything else. They are just perfect. They are just great to just put an instant color, and we're looking at the rest of June, July, August, September, October. It's almost a third of a year. It's plenty of time to enjoy. So we are just in the planting season. Right. And like you said, the weather now is just starting to be where the plants are really happy. The nights are getting a little bit warmer. I think it was hard on tropicals to be out so early. People, you know, wanted to have their mandevillas and hibiscus all by the middle of May, but it's just, it's been so cold. So now my hibiscus at the end of the driveway, I'm one of those people that's anxious to put stuff out. So they haven't really flowered until the last two days. Now they're blooming like crazy because it's, it's warm, it's sunny, it feels like summer. They're so much happier. And today, the mandevilla and hibiscus are are going on sale. They're thirty off. Woo-hoo. So this and they the, look great. This is the first they've been on sale. It's amazing. Yes. So come on in, check out those sales on your plants, and don't stop gardening now because it is wonderful therapy. It's beautiful to be in the garden, and we've always got something new and beautiful blooming for you. Well, thanks, mom. I'll see you in the greenhouse. Thanks, sweetheart. We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest information and happenings here at Milligers. You can find out more details about our events on our website at milligers.com. We would love to hear from you. Send us your suggested topics and questions to me at gardengirl at milligers.com. Thanks again for listening and just keep growing.